0: Everybody welcome to Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are back in the heart of Arlington County. Of course, that is Clarendon. Back again for episode 164. And it's the summertime and we don't always have a full crew intact during the summer. But today, for the second week in a row, we do. And of course, to my right, it's Joanna e. Russo. Joanna, what's up?
1: I know this isn't on your agenda, so right off the bat, I think we should talk American Records. Yeah,
0: you're right. That way, We just previewed our agenda before we cracked the mics, and we didn't talk about that, but let's get to that. But before we do, let's bring in our other co-host to my left. Of course, it's e. Doc Docs, what's up? When are you having
2: a baby? <laughs> Next week. Mm-hmm. Next week, yeah. So I imagine, as you say, that for the second week in a row, yeah. we have three people together, this is going to be the last time we have three people together. I love
0: streaks, but this streak may there's, come to a crashing There's no <laughs> chance.
2: There's zero chance that we're all, all together for yeah. the rest of the summer. That's true. Well, we could, Savor this, we could, we could, <laughs> listeners. We could, Savor this.
0: We can talk about you know some plans when I'm, I'm gone because um, that sort of was on the agenda. But before I get to the agenda, I think you're right. We should talk about those American record uh, records that were set or – Was it two set? Two Two on the the women's side?
1: Two American records, yeah.
0: Pretty impressive. Diamond League meets are uh, happening now. I think there was a couple over the last couple weeks. Uh, and I think you're talking about the women's 5,000 and the women's steeplechase, right?
1: Exactly. So the steeplechase is first. This is surprising news because it wasn't Emma Coburn that set the yeah. American record. It was a world second place finisher and American Courtney Ferrix. Yep. New American record of nine flat and 85.
0: Yeah. Mili- points. Whatever. Yeah, seconds. Exactly. So it wasn't quite 901, but that was it's basically nine flat, which is three minutes a K. And I don't know. I I can track miles. I can't track Ks very well. I do know three minutes a K is pretty
2: good over hurdles and. Well, I think it would be a fair question, Farley. What's your PR? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it is a fair question. I I I, uh, specialize in the
0: steeplechase. Mm -hmm. um, Back in the day um, at Virginia, gosh, this makes Virginia look so bad. Uh, My best was uh, nine twenty-five. You know, I'm I'm sure all the uh, current wahoos who are listening who run for the, the team uh, are are laughing at that time because they run mm-hmm. you
2: know uh way they're, faster than they're that. they're all sub eight right okay i was just i was just uh <laughs> at curious. least sub nine if i not was just sub eight. curious so. where where you would have matched up in right. this oh in, she would have beat me by in your half prime a lap. in this yeah. race yeah. she beat me by okay. half a lap yeah that's that's
0: pretty impressive so she did she win the race
1: uh, she didn't win That's
0: right because there was there was an African and the, there were a couple of Africans the Africans set the world the world record record, exactly. record time uh, but she did as you mentioned beat uh, former guest Emma Coburn which uh, she's dominated that event for the US.
1: So I think this is actually a really good thing mm-hmm. and I think it's good for Emma because on the American scene she has been the women's steeplechaser right. So I think it's really good for her to have some healthy competition. Um, and I think based on Emma's Instagram, because I'm not having phone call conversation with her, she seems motivated as well. well that's so good. it's a it's a friendly rivalry. She congratulated her. Um, and I think that it'll just spur Emma to run faster as bet well.
2: Emma Coburn is seething. <laughs> <laughs> she prob-
0: probably is, but that's fine. But I like raising both their games. Yeah, the competition's
1: good. good. It that's produces good. great results.
0: But Slatten uh,
1: you know,
2: Ibrahimovic said that uh, actually, which is the same thing that that Michael Jordan does he invents reasons to be mad at at his opponents Mm. so that he has that edge. So now she doesn't have to in- invent no. a reason to have an edge. She has a real reason to have an edge. She's got a videotape evidence of her pulling away from her.
1: Um, one of my best friends growing up was really smart and also a really talented athlete. And her, we didn't meet until
2: like three years ago. <laughs>
1: sure.
0: Yeah, nice. she's not talking about you, Doc. Yeah. Sorry. Talented. I um, know really that good took athlete. me a second. Yeah. I was like, "What?" Yeah.
1: Um, but so her father used to tell her um, that like her people that she competed against were spending extra time at the pool Mm -hmm. or he'd be like, Oh, I was, I was just like, uh, driving home and I saw so-and-so like throwing some wall ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, her skills are going to be way above yours come the start of the season. And then of course, Megan would like go out and like work harder as well.
2: I like it. Do you, do you know who else did that? We have a a good friend. I will just call him by his first name, Rob. Mm -hmm. Uh, he went to a high school near mine and, He was the best runner at his high school, and I remember my senior year in high school, he, at the regions and state meet, was just running out of his mind indoors, and and he was beating everybody on my team by, like, just out kicking everybody on my team in every event. And then we became college teammates with him, and he told me once, he was like, oh, man, uh, your teammates were talking all this trash you know about me and all this kind of stuff and i was like no they weren't he's like i I don't know if it's his coach or his dad who was like creating uh, this (laughs) yeah he was like oh i was just standing behind the west springfield team and you should hear what jeremy walker said about you and then mike conway said this about you and it got him so fired up that uh it motivated him to to Run to at another level I wish that same uh, motivator was there at Virginia because <laughs> he didn't quite run as well as Virginia.
0: no offense to uh, this person Rob uh, but uh, there there was another American record set
1: yeah so another um, another American record from yes. Shelby hoolihan Shel- Shelbo 800 who I've been pumping up for the past few episodes yes let I me know, guess she
2: set the world record in or the American record in the 800.
1: Uh, incorrect in the five k. Yeah, and I mean
2: maybe it is time to change, change the old Twitter handle. handle. Change that handle. Maybe uh, somebody. Let's get Shelbo five k. <laughs> well, then I, she has to reach out to you. That's true. That's a this right. is a good way to to become fast friends I, with your, I your new hero. That, I'm getting that. I want Joanna now. to do it. Yeah. Okay. You're just so, going to waste um, this friendship.
1: Shelby ran fourteen thirty four twenty five. Uh, she broke shannon roeberry's mm-hmm. american record and shannon roeberry broke shalane flanagan's american record in the 5k and shalane flanagan paced shelby for this 5k ah, very cool yeah and other interesting fact shelby hoolihan and courtney who set the american record in the Siebel Chase are teammates wow yeah so the bowerman track club is really cleaning up lately on fire uh, and shalane flanagan also runs in that group yep. won the new york city marathon
0: A lot of good stuff from uh, American women distance runners, especially from that program recently. That's pretty impressive. I think 1434. uh, I'm glad uh, you aren't asking what Docs and I's 5K PR Well, now I'm curious. I ran faster than 1434. Uh, I ran 1515. Yeah. So uh, Docs ran faster than 1434. But, uh, I mean, that time to me, I mean, that is nine flats, amazing in the steeple, but 1434 is just absolutely incredible. I think that is like on the, the cusp of, of meddling at a world or, or Olympic Games. So uh, Shelbo 800, she is,
1: she's, she's going, on places. Fi- she's
2: on fire. And where did they run this uh, meet at NC State? Was this Raleigh no, relays? No, no, it was a Diamond League meet. Uh, somewhere. Shelby,
1: the Diamond League meet in Monaco was where uh, Courtney set her American record. But uh, Shelby's wasn't at a Diamond League meet. It was in Houston. Houston? In, no,
0: no, I, I don't think it was in.
1: It it's H E U S D E N.
0: Oh, so yeah, all right. I don't want to go the whole geography thing. It was thing, in so let's, yeah Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, far let's see. Yeah. All right, so she set the American record. I am dying to get to the agenda. I am mm-hmm. really dying here. Yeah. So, uh, no, but
1: I really enjoy these non-agenda items. <laughs> All
0: right, but we do have a big it, show planned.
2: But if we want to squeeze anything else that's not on the agenda, we have to do it before the do agenda. It, is set. Do it now, because
0: yeah. um, this is your last chance. But uh, we do have a big show planned today. Uh, excited to be joined by former guests. Uh, he was on the show a long time ago. You guys remember Sandwich
2: Todd? This will be his third appearance, third probably. Appearance. Yeah, so at least
0: Sam Sandwich Todd, uh, local local guy, good guy, big fan of the uh, podcast. He was at Breaking Three uh, and many other podcast events. Uh, he's going to join us today to talk uh, about a somewhat serious topic because he's usually not very serious, but today he will be. Uh, we're going to talk about. Anxiety disorders and how running can help with anxiety disorders. Uh, He'll talk about his personal experience And uh, so I'm looking forward to having a uh, somewhat serious conversation with sandwich Todd But do you really
2: think that it's gonna be a serious conversation (laughs) the entire time? uh, I don't think the What's entire your, where's time. Your money? Where's your money on this being a hundred uh, percent? The
0: over-under is, I think, 50% of the time serious, <laughs> 50% not serious. I yeah. think it's going to be more than
2: 50% serious, in okay. my opinion. But. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting.
0: Uh, also on in today's program, we got to pat ourselves on the back. Uh, we were right about a few things from last week's show. We'll cover Wait a, a few of those.
2: We're always right. Why are we singling that out this <laughs> that's, week? That's true. Uh,
0: also today, uh, I want to talk about a former guest who accomplished something really, really big yesterday. Uh, so that was very cool, uh, Of a former guest. And that's his, a good tease. His mm-hmm. quest, uh, his year-long quest. Well, now uh, was, everybody knows who it is. Yeah, it was a good tease. Um, and then finally... Uh, the Crystal City Twilighter was this week mm-hmm. and uh, it was a it was during a monsoon yes and, monsoon season uh, we all we were all there uh, and I didn't see Joanna there well we were at least two the two-thirds of us were there <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll we'll talk about our experiences at the uh, Crystal City Twilighter. Also,
1: I have a a quick editor's note. I've been thinking Mm -hmm. about this for the past five minutes while you were talking about whatever you were talking about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is this part of the show or is this supposed to be edited out? No, no, this is part of the show. Uh Um,
1: I misspoke that um, the progression of the women's 5K was not – it wasn't that oh. Shannon Roberry broke Shalane's because Molly had it. Molly Huddle had, oh, okay. it. Molly had it. Yeah. Okay. So Shalane had it at some point. I'm pretty sure Molly broke her American record. Shannon broke Molly's and then Shelby broke Shannon's.
2: Well, without omission, we're never going to get Molly Huddle back on the show. <laughs> never. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad. She's a great guest with a 12-day week. <laughs>
0: I'm glad you're accurate. That, that is, that's one thing you
2: are. Oh, and um, Molly Huddle went to Notre Dame College. Yes. All right. Um
0: so a lot to get to in today's today's program and we do have a, a couple of grab bag topics depending on how long our next guest goes but then i uh, bet we don't get to. <laughs> so well let's get to our guests next up excited to be joined in studio by sandwich todd he's going to talk about anxiety disorders and running he's going to join us next here on pace of nation <laughs> All right, welcome back to the program, and now, Joanna and Docs, we are excited to be joined in studio by an old friend, an old podcasting friend, Sandwich Todd joins us. It's
3: been too long, Chris. It's been
0: too long. Are you calling him
2: old, or are you saying that we've (laughs) known
0: him for a while? I am old.
2: (laughs) Both, I'm,
0: I'm it's saying, been over a year or
1: this
2: podcast, podcast
3: is over.
0: Yeah, well, the podcast this is the 164th episode. Uh, uh, Todd, Todd, did you ever think we'd make it this far?
3: That's three years worth of podcasting. <laughs> no, yeah, that's over three, three years plus. worth of podcasting. We're three plus, yeah. You yeah. guys are still alive. You guys haven't killed each other yet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, no. there's been times. No. <laughs> close. <laughs> there's still no snacks. I was yeah, I was yeah.
3: promised coffee. I Although I did I did show up over an hour and a half late today, yeah, so yeah. I apologize. There
1: was yeah, there so maybe there were snacks. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. There also you were
2: supposed to bring the snacks. If oh. we're being technical. Yeah.
3: I'll bring Todd, is this your third
2: appearance? Your third appearance? Uh, I
3: did the third or fourth. Third or fourth appearance, I think.
2: Satya, let us know how many times this is. Please, thank you. He's the
3: unofficial this historian. Third, right? Yeah, I, I thought know. it was three. I think it's three, too. who knows? Yeah.
2: Only Satya can tell.
3: Now oh. I'm sporting the beard, and Doc doesn't have the beard anymore. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
0: well, we got to know Todd uh, probably over two years ago, close to three years ago, when he was training for uh, – the now-defunct 12K mm-hmm. that was in Alexandria. It was a November race, and that was kind of your first foray, foray into running, uh, probably at a serious, consistent level, right?
3: Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: And and you've since continued to continue to run pretty consistently, right?
3: Yeah, um, I'd say three to four times a week, yeah. um, minimum, and then a little bit more. I've been suffering from a little patella tendonitis, mm-hmm. which isn't enjoyable. for all those listeners out there let me tell you it is a tough intro so I've been taking Doc's advice and doing rest ice compression
2: yeah that's that's it rice there you go rice yeah Yeah. Farley didn't believe me but it's true it it does work uh, but uh,
0: we brought you on, and and we we before you came on the show, we said uh, he's actually going to be kind of serious today, yeah. which is going to be difficult for for you to do. Yeah, um, it's very difficult. <laughs> I said the over under was fifty percent serious, fifty percent not serious.
2: You're kind of you're influencing the bet. That's right true.
0: Now. That's true. I shouldn't yeah. I
2: shouldn't lead the witness here. Uh, but we did want to bring you in to talk about. you is your what running, got Pete Rose banned from baseball.
0: But also. Uh, <laughs> We also we also wanted to talk about you kind of a serious topic that you brought up to me. Yeah, uh, an anxiety disorder that you have struggled with most of your life.
3: Yeah, since uh, 2000. So okay, for over half my life. Yeah.
0: So talk to us about what I've got a technical definition here. What an anxiety disorder is, which I needed to Google before yeah. you came on the
3: show. But tell us what specifically you struggle with. So it's um. It's, it's classified uh, as generalized anxiety disorder mm-hmm. um, with, you know, all kinds of other subsets, I guess, and, and, and whatnot. But the, the underlying premise is, is that um, it is just anxiety that you can't get under control through any type of
0: medication.
3: Uh, or- no, no, through any type of, like, volition on your own, right? Okay. So no matter how hard you're, you're, you're struggling um, it's not like, you know, I have a test tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to – I'm anxious. You have that elevated kind of flight sure. or fight. Um, response that all response. of us get for a test, yeah, sure. Absolutely, or you get nervous before a race or you get nervous yeah. before um, a work presentation. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. It's just um, for me, and it came about when I was 18, Okay, and – uh, it was really just kind of like this uh, overwhelming i don't know how to describe it it was it was it was kind of like this weird out of about uh, out of body experience whereby not, your 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 head is clouded, you can't think all you're thinking about is these th- just this irrational uh, fear mm-hmm. of it could be anything okay. and um, I didn't know what was going on. I mean, I was eighteen, my parents certainly didn't know what was going on because I mean. I've been a, you know, happy-go-lucky, you know, kind of comedic guy my entire life and and so, you know, that kind of that really hit. It was almost like it went from zero to hero in a matter of, you know, days whereby it it, it was so hard. It, I I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. Um uh, you know, I mean, my my grades were, were okay. I mean, I had already been accepted into college, so mm-hmm. it, it that kind of um, that didn't matter. Yeah, right. that that it didn't. It didn't. Right. It didn't. Yeah. And so, um, y- you know, your your real quality of life is just depleted rapidly so
0: for for the the definition i found uh, so it says for a person with anxiety disorder yeah the anxiety does not go away and can get worse over time the feelings can interfere with daily activities such as job performance school work and relationships there are several different types of anxiety disorders uh panic disorders social anxiety disorders all that stuff so it can definitely you know prevent you from you know doing a job or or, or sleeping or or all these just in things the way that way a lot of, of things a lot of us take for granted that yeah we can do
3: you know Freud said that um, someone that is uh, that is healthier or or has been successful in psychoanalysis would be someone that can work and laugh mm-hmm. right neither of those two things were <laughs> were <laughs> happening with me for you. I, I was not uh, I was not doing schoolwork and I certainly wasn't laughing so
0: so did you get on medication at this point? So you're 18, 19 years old. Uh, obviously, you see somebody about it, and then medication's got to be the next step, right?
3: Well, it, typically what they try to do is what's called cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. And so CBT is a way that, um, and they do kind of uh, exposure therapy as well, which is you know, try to take your, your worst possible fear, something that you're, you're constantly afraid of, and, and play it out over time. Right. So write it down, write every possible thing that could go wrong with something that you're afraid of, and then it decreases over time. So cognitive behavioral therapy w- uh, was something that was um, incredibly important and, and, and useful and, and helpful. And, you know, now um, there's been so much more research and studies on CBT and its positive effects on, on literally quite anyone. Um, and it's, it's, you know, obviously do it under the, you know, the, the license practice of a, of a psycho, uh, uh, therapist, but, um, it is, it's, it's a, it's a really incredible tool. And, um, I mean, it, it changed my life. So that
0: doesn't mean you're, so you're not
3: taking medication. No, no, that's awesome. Wow. Um, so let's
0: talk about how, um, and I really appreciate you kind of sharing this, this yeah. very personal stuff here. Yeah, no, uh, I mean,
3: and and this is the this is the first time I've I've, I've really spoken about it publicly. I mean, yeah. it's not something that you just go parade around town. No, right? but I think that in in light of what's going on in our in our society now, mm-hmm. you know, in this um, fight the stigma campaign um it's true i mean just look at at on on tuesday right Uh, poor demi lovato right she 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 Mm -hmm. has everything in life that you could that you could uh, want uh, that you could want or imagine she's not wanting for anything she's working her butt off and super talented incredibly talented right and she falls off the wagon after six years Mm -hmm. because she you know she 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 publicly talks about how she has bipolar disorder and um you know, she's just one drink away from falling off the wagon and now she's, you know, she's overdosed. And, you know, obviously we hope that she's okay. But these are the types of things your life, and, and, and that's why it's important to, to, to talk to people about these things because your life can look so perfect on the outside and it's really not. Mm-hmm. And, and especially now in the age of social media, um, all we do is it's a highlight reel of everything <laughs> that's incredible in our lives. Right. Okay. Um, we, it, our lives, people's lives, are not like that, right? They're ups and downs. You don't sleep because you have a baby, right? right? The next day, you're probably going to be very po'd at <laughs> anyone who's talking to you about, you know, such and such shoes. and such and such right. shoes, right? right? Like, how's this going to fit? Right. I just got an hour of sleep, you know. So I mean, <laughs> it's um, it, yeah, it's That's true. that's the problem with Facebook and and, yeah. and I listen. This is not a hot take, right? I'm right. not the first person to talk about this, but it's real.
0: So I uh, so I was reading in my research, and I don't do a ton of research, but uh, yeah, this is re- not a fabric.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it's usually just the headlines.
1: Yeah, not yeah. The <laughs> usually <laughs> just the,
0: the headlines and the good stuff that not you know that people that, that people post. Uh, you just nailed me on all that stuff. Um, but it says anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S., affecting 40 million adults. That was surprising to me. 18 yeah. percent of the population. 18. That is incredible. So, like you said, it's. People that we know that you aren't advertising because I would have met you and wouldn't have thought of of, sure. of this about you. You seem like a really fun, uh, you know, gregorious happy-go-lucky guy. Um, but yeah, you don't know what people struggle with. But running in this article here that I was doing research with has helped. And running does help. Totally. How many
2: How many times are you going to tell everybody you did research on this <laughs> medical topic? <laughs> I know.
0: Well, Can I just want – P- I did more research uh,
3: on this than I did okay, in guess, my undergraduate. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> probably uh, close. Yeah. Me the I mean, I, I, was, I was so bad. Like, I listened back to the episode last week, and I, I almost embarrassed myself on how clueless I was on geography. I wanted to wait. M- it took make you sure. last podcast to embarrass <laughs> yeah. yourself. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to make sure that people knew that I do some research. So yeah, mm-hmm. I did mention that a few times. Uh, but in my research, it's um, stop saying that. Uh, <laughs> jogging because it can real jogging and running can really calm your anxi- anxiety, totally. which uh, you know makes sense to me. But was that a reason why you took up running?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things, like for instance, with um, You know, people that suffer from anxiety and depression, right? They want to lock themselves up and kind of stay at home and not do anything because they're constantly afraid of something outside, some external stimuli that is going to uh, affect them negatively. Mm -hmm. And every single doctor, every single professional will tell you that's absolutely not the thing to do. Mm. The thing to do is to get outside. Do something do something physical because it releases, you know, endorphins and increases your serotonin levels and and that. So when I was trying to figure out something to do, I'm not a I'm not a bodybuilder guy. Right. (laughs) I'm not I'm not going to the gym and being like, yeah, I'm doing 350. (laughs) What are you lat pulling? You know, so I mean, that's not that's not me. And so I said, "Well, you know, maybe I'll give running a try." It, God didn't bless me with a runner's physique, right? So I figured, oh, well, you know, this will keep weight off. You know, I can have some pizza mm-hmm. or four thousand slices, right. And you know, live a, a relatively you know healthy life. And so, um, so I, I really started running, mm-hmm. and um, it just it helps precipitously. I mean, it gives you that sense of accomplishment now. And now there's great things like Strava. You know, I mean, obviously it's it's no surprise to you guys, but I started using Strava, I don't know, maybe six months ago. What mm-hmm. do you? Th- what, why do you like Strava? Um, accountability. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, it's showing to people, all right, this is what I'm doing, and then you can, um, like, you know, I keep Charlie Band's thing on there, mm-hmm. right? Guys running like seven-minute miles every single morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, that, that would be awesome if, if I could do that. And it's not like it's Instagram where you know it's like people are funneling nine beers, right, right, right. right. Where I'm, this guy is out there every single morning, so it gives you a sense of well, you know, money doesn't sleep, and neither does Charlie Ban apparently. <laughs> so, you know, right. we we need to get out there,
0: right? No, I I agree. I actually uh, I think Strava is a great tool, but is is that in your personality, or is that that you need those metrics, or is that just is that part of the anxiety, or you know, is that just your personality?
3: No, you know, because if if I didn't have, like, I, I, I'm I, certainly a self-starter and, you know, I'm disciplined to a degree. But when it comes to fitness and things that, you know, require me to, um, you know, work my body harder, I've never been one to, unless it was out in the golf course, I was never one to to continue to practice and, and, and continue to uh, um get out there. So, it's nice that you can have that kind of motivation or that accountability um, you know to to show, you know, you have I was going to do 3 miles and you did right. 2 and someone could say why didn't you do 3?
2: Right. Well, be, besides Strava, what other benefits has the running given you as far as your anxiety?
3: It it literally decreases it. Yeah. Um and things that seemed um Worthy of your anxiety no longer. At least, it, and, and at least for me, and this is years in the practice, right? So, I mean, this isn't this isn't you know just something that you learn overnight. I mean, this is I've been you know practicing this for twenty years, you know, and, and getting it under control. Um, so, you know, things that you might have been anxious about prior, it's like you know, let me just go clear my head. I'm just going to go for a run. I'm going to sweat it out. Come back and let's reassess this. What do you think
2: about when you're running?
3: It's interesting. I used to run with headphones. Mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore. And so now um, it might be, you know, the news of the day or something like that. But I try to pick something out, like if I see someone out or, um, you know, some strangers walking along the the memorials and whatnot, I wonder, you know, well, what are they thinking? How are they, you know, just normal things that I think everyone yeah. else thinks about.
0: So. Uh, it, this is great, and obviously it's helped you tremendously uh, control your anxiety. But mm. you talked about your patella tendinitis, yeah. right? So that's got to be tougher for you to deal with an injury than someone who doesn't have this totally. d- disorder. So, like, h- how do you um, how
3: do you deal with it when you can't run? So when you can't run, there's there's tons of things that that, that you can do. Right, eating well. Is uh, a, a proven um, yeah uh, benefactor to it. You can also um, you know f- for those who believe in some type of higher, a higher being, you know, you can pray, you can meditate. Mm-hmm. The west, the 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 west versus east, um, you know, philosophy and, and practice of religion, whether it's you know some, it, whether it's a uh, god based or or maybe it's Buddhist there are incredible amounts of, um, benefits that come from meditation. And if you look at, there's a lot of studies that are on, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and the use of meditation and, um, the symptoms that, uh, decrease as a result of, you know, continued practice. It's not just one time, right? I don't want to give the illusion that, you know, you do this for a week and then everything's fine. That's not the case. It takes, you know, many months of, 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 practice, but, um, there are incredible amounts of benefits to, 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 doing that. But certainly I would say, you know, eating well, drinking well, staying hydrated, um, just, you know, the things that you can totally control at the outset, you know, that's, that's just like a baseline. And then you can start moving into some other things.
2: You, you said you run maybe three or four days a week. Mm. Um, do you have issues on your down days? Like if you're, if you're fully healthy mm-hmm. to run, you don't have an injury, uh, are, are there things that you have to do differently on a, on an off day from running?
3: Not, not really. I mean, a, I think at the beginning, maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. But now not so much. I mean, now so,
2: the, so the running is, is just one of, of many things that you're doing yeah. to help um, probably
3: in, in one of the, in, in one of the, the biggest things, Yeah. you know, because, um, you know, you start looking forward to it and, um, you know, you you, you want to continue to to push yourself. So, yeah. So uh, like how, how was it like as an 18 year old,
0: 19 year old, when you're when you're realizing you have this uh, anxiety disorder? And it, 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 have you been actually classified with this?
1: Uh, oh, this sure. This yeah. Disorder? yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, how is it? Em- <laughs> how is it? Em- like, how is it emotionally? Was that is that tough? And is it still tough? I mean, you're coming out and talking about it now. Um, but yeah. you know, that's a, is it, do you feel like it's a chink in the sandwich Todd armor, which, you know, we, we see sandwich Todd yeah. at the, the Pacers, uh, or the, uh, pace the nation events. And, you know, he's a, again, marathon. Yeah. He's, you know, or at the breaking three event and you know, I just, you don't come across as, as this chink in the armor and I probably shouldn't call it a no. chink in the armor, you but know, it, was well, that tough
3: emotionally at the beginning? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's It's horrific. And especially for me, I mean, I think as an 18-year-old, I was an incredibly proud and arrogant kid. You still are. <laughs> I would say confident, Chris. Right, right. No, um, but, you know, there was nothing that I couldn't do, quite quite literally, mm-hmm. in, in my mind. And uh, whether it was sports, whether it was, um, you know, friendships or, or grades or, or or anything, there was nothing I couldn't. So here was this thing that I couldn't, I wasn't good control, at control, right? right? And I and I, w- so it it was horrific. Like I, I I can't overstate how awful it was. I wouldn't wish those feelings on my worst enemy. Over time, now, you know, and at the time, I was like, this is a weakness. This is literally a chink in my armor. Now, it's not even close to a chink in my armor. Mm-hmm. Now, I consider it to be. um one of the one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given me, because I went through that at a young age, I had to persevere, I had to get better, or else you know things would have gotten precipitously worse, and now um, I have the tools in my you know collective toolbox to be able to handle um, you know the, life's challenges. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there. I mean, I was just having this conversation last night. You know, we were driving back from Baltimore for the Red Sox game. We were talking about, um, you know, incredibly wealthy folks. And sometimes, oftentimes, they're um, uh, like their offspring. They, it, nothing to their detriment, but they uh, oftentimes they just don't have a real um, grasp on, like, what that right. empire was like. Right. You know, Jeff Bezos, he built an $85 billion company out of his... Out of his garage in 1999, you know, now it, it, that amount of privilege, and you know, are there life challenges when you you know you have that much uh, privilege? Yes, there is.
0: Yes, I'd say yes, absolutely. Very and very, so very hard you know, to be like a normal person when you're at yeah. totally, yeah.
3: You know, when your dad's a, 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 the richest man in the entire world of right. all time,
0: but I'm I'm not following. How do you relate that to your experience with with anxiety?
3: Is that oftentimes um, we think that those folks don't experience anxiety mm-hmm. or, um, you know, they don't have the same issues. They just have them in different ways. Right. And we need to be compassionate about that. And, right. you know, th- that was something that I had to learn because obviously I was like, oh, well, you know, rich kids, you know, they, they have everything that they need and, and, and they don't have They've any type of They've got the greatest anxiety, life ever. But they don't. Right. Oftentimes. Right. So, you know, just be, be kind, man. Yeah.
2: Well, th- I think that there's... I think it might be fair also to say that when you were diagnosed as an 18 year old, uh, you you may have felt isolated or uh, couldn't really relate. But then uh, I did some research on my own and I saw that 40 million Americans <laughs> suffered. The from research. This. Well, the yeah, research, I did, yeah, I researched I that. I know you did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, like you sharing your story is also very helpful. For other people that might be listening, or other people that might be experiencing this, to also know, hey, I'm not the only one who has these uh, feelings. I'm not the only one who has this. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's a common condition, and there are people that can help. So it's it's one knowing that you're not alone in that, and two uh, having the ability to help, ask for help, and do the things that you're doing that that help you right yeah.
3: now it, the worst possible thing is that utter despair and feeling of loneliness that you're the only person that's going through this in the entire world and yet you talk to folks and you know i like to talk to people uh, you know every single day as many people as i can and the amount of people that have the same feelings and the same insecurities and the same you know um uh, anxieties that you may have um, are out there, and so no one you're literally never alone you're never ever mm-hmm. alone and you have to believe that um because you know we have twenty two veterans that kill themselves a day mm-hmm. due to mental illness and this it's it's you know we have to do whatever we can and and that's just the and that's within the veteran community, and we have to think about everyone else. As well, you know, I mean, we're one gigantic, um, you know, community as American and as and as people. So we need to really fight the stigma on this because otherwise, you know, it's it, it's going to be status status quo, and no one wants that.
0: Well, I, I really like the the idea that running is one of the ways to combat it. All this stuff, mental illness, all this stuff. I yeah. think running absolutely. It, and it's not everything. Like you said, it's, it's eating right. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's whatever level of meditation that, that you want to experience. Uh, you know, all that stuff really matters, but I
3: think. Just go for a walk. Man. Yeah. Just you get know? out there. and do, Just, yeah. just, just get yeah. out there and put, you yeah. know, it's like that one time I asked you on the podcast, I said, you know, there's a lot of times that I come home from work and I'm absolutely exhausted and I don't want to go running. How do you guys do it? And you yeah. said, you know, you lace the shoes up and go, <laughs> go one foot, in front, put of the one other foot in front of the other. Yeah. And it's a great metaphor for life too.
2: All right,
0: that's Sandwich Todd. You can follow him um, for less serious topics, and y- you probably tweet uh, about your teams in Boston and stuff like that. Uh, it's at Sandwich Todd on Twitter. Yeah. Or do you even tweet? I don't even yeah, know.
3: Yeah, no, 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 I do. Yeah. I do, and occasionally there's some there's some funny commentary Antidotes. on politics. Yeah. yeah. Like I found out that there was a special master in the Michael Cohen case. Yeah. What is a special master? I, I Caitlin no K.
2: told you what it is. <laughs> Who? Caitlin, Kay Caitlin responded K responded to Royal you. Li- loyal
0: listener Caitlin K. Oh, uh, she responded?
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I so, saw yeah.
2: I saw that tweet and I saw that she actually answered your question.
3: I thought that that was like some Obi-Wan stuff. No. Well,
0: yeah. you can follow him on Twitter for all sorts of stuff. Uh, I like your profile picture. It's uh Well, that's you, because you're in it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, you, mean, you I mean, you and I t-
3: together... T- the talk track. about egos, you <laughs> <laughs> know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, Sandwich Todd on Twitter. Uh, Thanks for having Ta- me. On. Well, I, I, I'm sorry we don't have more time. Um, I, I really appreciate you coming and talking about it—a a real serious issue. Sure, and Thank uh, you. we'll have you. We'll have you again soon, and uh, we'll be back in D.C. for a, uh, a happy hour, and and probably you know, intern Joanna will figure one out in the next few months. I so, hope to
3: see everyone yeah. on October 28th. Yes, outside the, the Iwo Jima memorial, there we go. and that's, okay. that's that's a, a great green spot. For a marathon. Get, yeah. That's buy a great all the Pacers gear that you possibly can. Yes breakfast and sandwiches breakfast sandwiches, sandwiches we time. got sausages yep. you know that, yeah, that's the a guns. great
0: spot are for you the next
2: half are hour. you planning any surprises this year on the grill oh oh yeah because it seems to get in fact i was get, just talking about it last night great i love to hear that i don't want to i, I want to be surprised but <laughs> yeah. it seems to be like every year there's something new
3: last year we had um like 5 gallons of sausage gravy mm mm-hmm. mhm and there were like two people who had sausage gravy, Kathy Dalby being one of them, who is a profound, a prolific eater of sausage gravy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and no one else wanted it. Well, it's so her party. I, th- I think we're going to scratch the sausage gravy this year. So. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Well, a lot of other great things in store. That's the the Marine Corps Marathon, Pacers Marine Corps Marathon party that it's a you can't miss every No,
3: day. it's an absolute yeah. must. And,
0: and, and Todd is on the grill there. All right, that's Sandwich Todd. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for thanks for having All me. All right, there you go, Sandwich Todd. Join us here on Pace Nation, talking about serious topics about anxiety disorders and how running can really truly be a help. We're gonna take a quick break. and we'll be right back after this. <music> All right, welcome back to the program and thanks again to Sandwich Todd for joining us. Again, it's Sandwich Todd on Twitter. Follow him Sandwich Todd. And it's Sandwich Todd, not because he's a good griller and makes good sausage mm-hmm. sandwiches. It's because I think he's from Sandwich, Massachusetts or it, something like that. Yeah, the yeah.
2: the geography Here we came go. first. Yeah. Uh, but then he had to kind of live up to the Twitter handle, <laughs> right? So that's and like has been developing the breakfast the grill master since then. stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that's uh, yeah. that's 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 very true. So you'll see him October twenty eighth at uh, the Marine Corps Marathon after party, which is another thing we'll have to promote on this show.
2: And he's he's closing in on that golden jacket. He is. That's his third appearance. Yeah. All right. So I said in the agenda we had
0: a couple of grab bag items. I do this just in case we have time to get to some things. I do want to get to a couple of things. Uh, I know, Joanna, you had a review of a former guest host, of a recent guest host, uh, that you wanted to share with us.
1: Um, it's actually not really so much of a review of
0: Tess. <laughs> okay. okay,
2: so it's not a review. Does Tess listen, or only when she's oh, on she, the show? No,
0: she listens. She listens. Yeah, yeah, she's a listener. Yeah. I, I was, only listen when I'm on the show. <laughs> I was, I was hopeful that... There would be some sort of feud between you two because, you know, she's going to potentially take your job. Or kind
2: of like that. a Emma Coburn uh, <laughs> situation. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: Um, I believe in women supporting women. Okay, so okay. I, I think Tess will do great things. Yeah. I am not threatened by Tess, though. <laughs> yeah, all
0: right. Ooh. All right. Ooh. So you did yes. have a comment.
1: I had a few comments. So I had okay. some follow up. So first of okay. all, she told a story about one of her staff members losing mm-hmm. their key on a Metro bus. Yes. It was found. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was a really good update. I yeah, can't believe that this girl found her keys.
0: How did how that happen?
1: So she went to um, the end of the green line where Metro has their lost and found. And I did that many years ago when I lost my keys. And they just hand you buckets. A box of keys wow and you see all of these keys and you think to yourself man mine have to be in there there's so many keys and then you spend hours looking through them and then you never find your keys i feel like as a
2: puzzle enthusiast you would love that
1: uh i was really just stressed out i needed my keys Mm -hmm. back and funny enough do you know where my keys were
2: in the front seat of your car
1: no they were in Pacers Clarendon
2: yeah well this is another
0: story uh, that, that, that's that, irony yeah this is another story where you, lost your, wrote that. where you lost your keys and you thought you lost your keys and you just left them in the store they were
1: misplaced yeah misplaced
0: she doesn't guy. lose anything <laughs> no, if, if she can't
2: find it it's not oh, lost because she has a did. different lexicon yeah. <laughs> yeah all right so
0: that is the first thing good update there
1: yeah Um. you also said when you guys were talking about soccer mm-hmm. you uh, I might be paraphrasing this isn't a direct quote yeah, but you fine. said something to the effect of, oh, uh, about Germany losing when she was in Germany. Right. Oh, joanna and I chose Germany way in the <laughs> beginning. I guess we were the jinxes. Uh, I chose Iceland. That's
0: right. You jinxed them. Okay, that's right. I, I jinxed know. Germany. I'm a little
1: insulted that you didn't remember that Iceland that's was right. my. Team. He didn't
2: remember three weeks in a row that that uh, you picked Iceland. I know. He doesn't listen. I do. I do listen. We can talk about him as much as we want with him in front of us I because do, he doesn't listen. I do listen. I just don't retain <laughs> after
0: a certain amount of time. Um,
1: okay. So did you say... a certain
0: amount of time is immediately.
1: <laughs> did you save any honey for Dax and I?
0: No, I did not actually. I've been Damn. using the honey at home. Um,
1: really, okay. That's sad. That's it? And oh. no, that's not it. Okay. I also can't believe that you missed a crucial pun opportunity okay. because Danza's handle is... B like B as in Brian Danza, uh, but B right. like Buzz. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, we got That's it. Good. We got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that yeah. was the last opportunity. Wow. wow. Um, yeah. My only critique, maybe of Tess, is that she doesn't like Seattle. Yeah. Um, and she said it was because uh, when she lived there, she didn't, I guess, enjoy where she lived. She didn't live in Seattle. She herself said she lived outside of Seattle in Everett, so she didn't like Everett. Right. I feel like it's unfair to say she did not like Seattle and she did not live there. The experience
0: would have been different if she lived in
1: Yeah, it's like my brother said he didn't like DC and he lived in Silver Spring and I'm like, "Well, yeah, you well, lived in Oh, D. yeah. That's, that's yeah. a good
0: that's a good comparison. I like that. Yeah, that's a, now, now, now you you're, resonate you're, with yeah, I'm that's with you
2: within the geography. Uh, yeah, I was thinking
0: Seattle, Seattle, no that's the same idea thing what it is. Same thing. But now now you're speaking What's my language. What's America? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz if you say like Arlington and Springfield where mm-hmm. docs grew up, I mean those are two different Those are two different places. Um, okay. The truth embiggens us all. Uh, so that was, uh, one of the grab bag items I wanted to get to. Uh, the other one was,
2: uh, Doc's was off the grid, uh, more than usual this past (sighs) week. Oh my gosh. My phone died. It stopped charging Mm -hmm. my telephone with the, I had what? 64% of the glass cover of my phone was existing. Mm -hmm. That phone. Uh, It stopped charging and and the phone shut off and I couldn't get phone calls, couldn't make phone calls. I don't have a house. I supposedly have a house line, but I plugged a old school phone in and it doesn't work. Hmm. So I'm paying like money every month for For the triple
0: play or something. Yeah, exactly.
2: Which I only did so that I could get my Internet and TV costs down. Lo and behold, what a scam! The when phone need doesn't need even it. work anyway.
0: Yeah, <laughs> when you
2: need it, uh, see
0: that, they're banking on everybody doing exactly yes. what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah we yeah. don't have to activate that. Do you
1: have a ho- a landline? No.
2: You should no. with kids, uh, because why? if because uh, if you have to call nine one one, they typically can't find you based on uh gps on your cell phone it, it doesn't help i thought but they would or no, that doesn't work that technology doesn't work most places okay and yeah. if you if the cell line if the cell power goes out or if you lose power if you can't charge your phone if your phone's dead you should have a a landline
1: for right. emergencies for right.
2: emergencies yeah oh, and yeah.
1: you can get a triple play and it might <laughs> or might not work
2: <laughs> i did have an emergency at my house so you're probably
0: right uh i locked my kid and the dog in the car and that was you know talked about on the show about a year ago and
1: what if your cell phone had been locked in the car as well yeah oh I mean I know it would never be out of your hand but just suppose it had (laughs) been yeah
2: Uh, they were probably locked in the car because he was watching vines (laughs) at the time Uh, but Uh, so so anyway uh back to my story yes um getting a phone activated was crazy so I went and got a like an old phone just to be a replacement. And then I went on the network. They don't advertise with us and I'm not right. telling you who they are. Right. Uh, I went on their website and they said, okay, well, to activate your phone, we're going to send you a text message verification code. So I had to talk to them and, ha- and I was like, you realize Wait, I'm how trying to re- the, yeah. I'm trying to replace a phone that doesn't work. I just told you the phone doesn't work and I, I have a new phone and I cannot receive text messages. Oh, well, sir, then we can't do anything about this right now. It's like you guys are following the script way too closely. You, you, there's no flexibility here. No, I'm sorry. We, how is we, that not
0: a regular thing where that people all I would imagine have that issue all the time where then, they can't receive texts? So, a verification code to your phone, text to your phone is worthless.
2: Now, this is this is how IT people think Uh, When I started my job first day with my my company, when I started way back when I was a young man, Mm -hmm. they gave me a computer and I did not have the password to check my email. So I called them and opened a ticket and two days passed and I don't have anything. and, And then I called them again and they're like, this is closed. And I was like, how can it be closed? And they're like... We emailed you your response, <laughs> and I was like, "You emailed me the password to get to into an my email, email that I can't get to." Right. Yeah. So this is this right. is so on par okay. with okay. every okay. experience okay. I've ever had with with people offering. That's a good support. example. Okay. Yeah. So what what I had to do is I had to go in person to one of the stores that um, that this carrier has, and talk to somebody and activate. A new phone in person. And
0: he's not a big person to person guy. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. If you can
2: avoid. No, like, I, I go in there and somebody's family of 37, <laughs> uh, 35 kids are running around, grabbing everything, screaming, yeah. punching each other. They're all screaming. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. And, you know. This he, is awesome. He likes, I like kids. He, loves,
0: he does like kids. He's really good kids. I like kids. kids
2: but I cannot stand when you go somewhere in public and the kids are just like uh, completely out of control and. Yeah, I'm taking
0: notes over here because my kid is probably on that
2: track right now. (laughs) I Uh, don't think that you're going to be able to discipline your kids. Uh, No, I don't (laughs) think so. They're going to be like, be good in front of mom, do whatever you want in front of dad. (laughs) All
0: right, so I teased
2: earlier that we had a
0: former guest who completed something really, really big. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tom Griffin just finished his walk across America. You know what's crazy?
2: I was just thinking about him yesterday because really? I was just
0: finished it yesterday actually. and he finished it yesterday
2: wow or, or maybe it was the day before yesterday that I was thinking mm-hmm. about him but I was going through the pace the nation account because mm-hmm. I was looking for something specific and while I was going through that I was going through all of the photos and I saw the photo of him and I said oh I, we haven't gotten an update from him in a while <laughs> I wonder how he's doing on his journey yeah well so this is very good timing just finished in Coney Island. Where's Coney Island? It's where they do the hot dog eating contest in Long in, <laughs> in New York,
0: Long Island. All right. So he finished in uh, Long Island. He went through uh, New York. Carnival there. Looked like New York City. I was following him on social media. Tom walks acro- Tom's walk across America is his uh, Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he finished 205 days of travel. That is, it's incredible. I mean every single day, basically every single day this year. Think of all mm-hmm. the things you've done this year. Every
2: single day I he haven't was much. he was walking 20 he was walking miles across America. I probably should have joined him <laughs> for this walk. <laughs> every, every single day when you're not
0: doing much or you're doing a lot or whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, he was walking about 20 miles a day.
1: So he finished in 4, Coney Island, some, yeah, some which miles. is in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, and so Oh, he, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did he have a hot dog when he finished?
0: He, I think he said he had a slice of pizza. Okay. So Brooke from, from Sparrow, probably <laughs> if I know no, my I pizza, think, I think, he, <laughs> I know you think <laughs> docs literally think
2: Sparrow is like Us, he, uh, New uh, York's <laughs> finest.
0: So I think good. he did a, I think he probably did a nice mom and pop pizza shop. Uh, but no, he, uh, jumped into the water, uh, shoes on everything I thought he was just going to wade in the water, you know, ankle deep or something like that. But then he just dives in. You got to. after.
2: Yeah. Uh, imagine how hot he is after 205 <laughs> that's days. That's true.
0: I'm hot after like running for 40 minutes. That's, that's true. So dives in the water, uh, pops open a, a, a bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. and uh, Did he
1: have the bottle of champagne with him the whole time? Uh,
0: no. No, remember oh, no. he's
2: doing like uh, gear changes and stuff. Yeah, like that.
0: so uh, no, he, he, he did not. Uh, I think his girlfriend or wife brought the the bottle and he cracked it open. i think they we... both brought a bottle zing uh <laughs> they uh really windy out there i think he he opened the bottle and half of it sprayed out everywhere which made for a good visual uh tom's you think walk that across w- america
2: that's because it's windy or do you think that's like how what happens when you open champagne? that's probably true a little you only drink champagne of beers the,
0: the, a little of both yes uh, so uh give him give him a follow give him some congrats like our buddy midpack bipad did uh, gave him some props I think midpack uh, has followed his journey because he was maybe. on the show maybe so um, yeah I love when things like that come together when when
2: yeah, I like connecting people as well yeah. because uh, I like making everybody else's life better, without <laughs> having to be in, like directly involved. Right? Right, if I can right, be right. indirectly connecting people that that will now talk to each other and they don't talk to me, that's perfect.
0: That's that's exactly what you yeah. want. Uh, but his journey was was very cool uh, you can still see again all that stuff on social media so congrats to Tom I don't know what you do now you finished the walk across America I
2: was thinking the same thing that's why that's why you don't just wait in in the water with right. your up to your ankles you're like this is you it go all in this right. is it I gotta I gotta go yep dive in swim to France <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um,
0: I, I guess the rest of the year is is... Not going to be quite as eventful now that he doesn't have how to much walk do you think 20 miles a day. How much, much do you think
2: he's going to walk every day now?
0: Yeah, I know. He actually, I look at pictures of him, and he literally, he looks like he's fit. He's lost a lot of weight. I mean, I, I don't know. He's got to keep it going at this point. Exactly. Because yeah. he's, he's obviously, he's gotten to the point where he is, he's, his fitness is at a point where they can, he can handle 20 miles a day. So, I don't know. Maybe he should go do a race or something, 100 mile or 200 a 4,000-miler is pretty difficult, uh, but it, it trains you for uh, any distance, I'd say. So So where does he live? That's a great question. Uh, I, I think somewhere, uh, I think North Carolina. Do you think, think he's going to walk home? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's easy compared to what he did, so maybe, maybe he will. Uh, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Appreciate everybody who came out to the Crystal City Twilighter last week. We're going to talk about the Crystal City Twilighter in a minute. Uh, You can still sign up for the beer mile August 11th. And right around the corner is the Clarendon Day 5K, 10K, one of the best races of the fall. A, uh,
2: you can run a 5K, you can run a 10K, or you can run both. You can, yep. yep. That's
0: uh, a good advertisement for it. So uh, you can sign up for that. That's uh, September 23rd is the date of the clarinet day. Oh,
2: okay. that's my sister's birthday. Uh, you can do it on a, a,
0: his sister's birthday.
2: So if you do, what I would like everybody to do is run the double and then say happy birthday to my sister. <laughs> Perfect.
1: It's also Bruce Springsteen's birthday.
2: Yes. Wow. It was Bruce Springsteen's birthday before my sister's birthday, but she's okay with that. Um, well,
0: I, I did mention the Crystal City Twilighter, and uh, it was a memorable event uh, this past Saturday night. I mean, literally, it could not have rained harder during, it, the, during the race.
2: It reminded me of the speech that Forrest Gump told his mom when he was telling her about Vietnam. Yes. Well, or did he us, tell Jenny? I forget. Who, remind who he us told what the speech that. was. Though. Well, he was talking about all the different kinds of rain. Right. It would rain from the sky. That's it would, right. It would rain sideways. It would even sometimes rain from from below. Uh, that's exactly what we experienced. Every single kind of rain, all at once. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, Doc's had plans to do something other than the Twilight. I'm glad you were able to make it out, but mm-hmm. your your event was rained out. It was. So uh, So we
2: had to go to a real sport. So you went
0: to uh, – you were going to see the Nats uh, baseball game, mm-hmm. but uh, you decided to take your nieces yes, to
2: the Twilighter. My nieces of Pace the Nation fame.
0: Yes, exactly. They mm-hmm. have they have guest-hosted the show uh, in the past. Uh, did they enjoy themselves at the Twilighter, even though the see, rain was just
2: pummeling everybody? Surprisingly, they did because hmm. they were uh, – they were offered the opportunity to hold the finish tape mm-hmm. which they thought was uh, so awesome. It they, was very they were so excited to do that. It,
0: it, very cool and they did it they did a great job holding the tape for both. Well. Maybe. For both, both the uh, men's finisher and the women's finisher, I, I'm not sure whether they were uh, given the job because they were qualified or because no one else wanted to do it. What are, else
1: what to are the, the qualifications no for holding the finishing tape?
2: Uh, you got to hold the tape. You, there has to be two of you.
0: Yes, and one, and you got to coordinate. One person has to drop it when they hit the tape, and the other person has to hang on to it.
1: So the qualifications are: you have to be able to hold. And or drop tape. Yes,
0: okay. And, and all directions
2: too. They were both c- capable of dropping the tape. Yeah. Yes. Um. The other funny thing was uh, at the at the beginning of the race, the younger of my nieces uh, was when people ran by. She 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 was like cheering for everybody. At the beginning, she told all of the front runners, uh, "I bet on you," <laughs> <laughs> which is which is amazing. Uh, cause she said that to like three people all next to each other, like as they ran by. And then as the pack started going by, she was telling them great job. You're almost there. You're almost done. They're were the worst. That is pretty funny. Well, that's what people say like later, but I think that that was a, that was pretty funny. I don't know. It was funny.
0: <laughs> I, I will say they, um, I have to, I just, this quick story about Doc's niece. You spent, must've spent the day with them because earlier in the day, uh, I get my my oh yeah the, my doorbell's wrong <laughs> and I see these two young young girls out uh outside my house yeah, on your front porch on my front porch and I recognize them but I'm not really sure who they are I was like are these like it's not Girl Scout cookie time. Like I'm wondering, do I remember them from Girl Scouts? Are they neighbors? Or I I wasn't sure, but I knew I I knew them from somewhere. So I opened the door and then, uh, one of them, I'm not sure which one of them says, but the um, younger one, younger one says, um, can I interest you in a vacation property? (laughs) (laughs) Dead serious. Like I was like, yeah, she's seriously trying to sell me a vacation. property. (laughs) This like 12 year old is trying to sell me a vacation property. I was like, "This is genius! Like, how do you, this is all going through my head? Because how do you turn those two down? Like, cute twelve year old, 13, 14. fourteen? Well, I'm not sure how old they are, but
2: I think thirteen and eleven. Yeah,
0: thirteen. I mean, it was it was genius. And uh, then I saw Docs in the car, and then I was well, relieved. They, you
2: you so. told them sure, and you asked for more information, and yeah. they they didn't have. A bit prepared for you to say yes. Yeah, right. They were they were prepared for you to ask questions or yeah, uh, or turn them down. Um, and so when you said when you said yes, they they were like, okay, this is over. <laughs> this is done. I, I mean, here's I a, my blow. here's a
0: here's a secret. If if you're a a salesperson who just walks around door to door, I'm a sucker for pretty much anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much I would have invested in the rental property. but We,
2: we were talking later about uh, what we could have done to, to get the most out of you yeah. in that situation, having known that information. But what she was going to do was she was going to tell you uh, when, when you said when, – when you were hemming and hauling, she was going to be like, yes or no, I have a quota. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. All right. And finally, uh, I wanted to save the
0: patting ourselves on the back for last year. Um so that only the
2: most loyal of listeners can <laughs> <Right>. appreciate <laughs> can this. Can appreciate us, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you know, we we came out with a few rumors last week. Um, one was uh, the new UVA track coach yes. from the men's side was going to be Jason Dunn. He was named the mm-hmm. track coach there.
2: And they named a, a women's coach, too. And they named a women's coach uh, as well.
0: Priscilla, I'm not sure her last Presley. name. Presley. <laughs> it's not Priscilla Presley, but... Uh, so they've got their coaches uh, in tow for the season. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, in the news about Charlottesville, the Reebok Boston Track Club is yep. going
2: to be in Charlottesville.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is weird because it's called the Reebok Boston <laughs> I know. Track Club. It's I, yeah, in Charlottesville.
2: it's going to be in Charlottesville. Well, there's a Bel Air in Charlottesville as well. There is a Bel
0: Air in Charlottesville, mm-hmm. yeah. There is a there is a, there is a a really good sandwich shop called be- Bel Air San- Market. Yeah, yeah. Bel Air yeah. Market. Um, so yes, the Reebok uh, Boston Track Club, as we predicted, Chris Fox will lead the the team. Uh, Justin Knight will also be part of the uh, the group. Uh, and you know, I, I where do we sign up? I, I haven't I haven't seen I haven't seen shoes from Reebok in quite some time, but um, it'll be interesting to see how that group does. And very excited to have that group in Charlottesville. I think that's going to be a real big help to the UVA uh, track and cross country team. Uh, to have that professional group in the area. So that's very cool. Uh, also, other rumors that we were spreading last week, Amazon moving to D.C., not totally confirmed yet. and that Oh, that's uh, a
2: done deal. <laughs>
0: and that Desi uh, and— Oh, why she left? Why she left. Uh, mm-hmm. So those aren't confirmed yet, but I mean— but our track given record, our track record. Yeah, it shows that uh, I'm sure they will be at any moment. All right, great show, guys. Episode one sixty four in the books. One sixty four. Um, so, Doc's mentioned earlier that I do have a kid coming, so mm-hmm. um, I don't know what the plans are for the next few weeks, couple weeks, but um,
2: I might work next month. Yeah, so we've been a while.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. There will be some sort of content for you guys to listen to. We can finally will watch.
2: Old movies, <laughs> yes, and comment on them. <laughs> yes, exactly. from the maternity ward.
0: <laughs> Thanks again to Sandwich Todd for joining us today on the program. Thanks to you, the listener. Thanks to Joanna and Docs. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We will see you next week.
2: that's funny conway gets so mad because it's the university of notre dame not notre dame university (laughs) and so now i call it notre dame college (laughs) that's why that's actually why he texted me he was like farley was calling it uh uh notre dame university it's the university of notre dame i was calling that yeah and i and so then i was like i can i can i can turn this dial up
1: i thought that sounded wrong (laughs) I, well, I know it I kind of need like a reply all like yes, yes, no on it. Like I kind of want to know like how it became a thing because in my head. What does it mean? Yes, yes, no. So on the show Reply All, they do a segment called Yes, Yes, No, where uh, the producer brings something to the host that he's found on the Internet. So like a tweet that he doesn't really understand. And then because the hosts like know everything about stuff on the Internet, they explain it to him. And I've actually cause that
2: that show is a microcosm about how awful this world is that we live in. Yeah. You have multiple people sitting around talking about a meaningless tweet, dedicating time, and then you have people listening to it, to that.
1: I like knowing it because it like Puppy the Frog. I, I like get how it where like where it fits in, but I don't know the history of it. So. I enjoy learning things. So I wanted to know like why French bread Friday became a thing. Because in my but head
2: you enjoy learning things. It's not really I mean, if you find out what French bread Friday is, you'd rather do that than memorize the presidents of the United States in order.
1: I already know the presidents of the United States. I'm oh, right. Yeah, who I'm, was five? <laughs> Madison. Monroe. Monroe was, Mon- five. Monroe was five. Monroe was five. Monroe
2: was five. Madison was four.
1: Yeah, I got there. 'Cause in my head this is how what I think happened. So um, the girls in that Bowerman track club are really into braiding their hair. So French braid Friday is a real Instagram tag that exists like outside of the Bowerman track club and they always braid their hair for like big championship braces. So I feel like at some point in time Shelby Hoolihan like heard that wrong and mm-hmm. thought they were saying French bread Friday. So like showed mm-hmm. up to practice with like French bread.
2: Well I don't think she went that far.
1: Maybe I don't know. She see, probably, I mean- she
2: probably, they were probably sitting around at some boutique, uh, and she was like, "Did you guys say French bread?" And they said, "No, it's French braid." God. And but then, see, this is
1: what I want to know. Like, yeah. I I want a little bit more. Uh, and I also think that she just probably likes French bread a lot.
2: Who was the ninth president?
1: Oh my god! I need to put them in like order.
2: Yeah, and get to nine.
1: Okay, so. I don't know all the presidents <laughs> okay so uh, Washington Adams, Jefferson Madison, Monroe Adams, Jackson Van Buren right? Mm-hmm. number 8
2: and
1: then who was number 9? oh my god was James K Polk number 9? no no that's too soon for him right? one of the Harrisons
2: one of the Harrisons. There was only one Harrison. George Harrison.
1: Is, that he, is he nine?
2: George Harrison? <laughs> no,
1: not George Harrison. The Beatle. Um, I don't know. Who's number nine?
2: It is William Henry Harrison. Is it? He okay. was only in office for 41 days.
1: Right, and he died of pneumonia.
2: Mm-hmm, because his speech was too long. Farley, this is a, a life lesson for you. Okay. William Henry Harrison gave a speech... Uh, his inauguration speech in in the cold rain in Washington DC and he talked for so long that he caught pneumonia and died So maybe maybe if you don't want to be like William Henry Harrison, you ought to cut your talks a little shorter I
1: should. Because Polk was 11, right?
2: James K Polk was 11
1: was 11 so mm-hmm. 10 who is 10?
2: William Henry Harrison's vice president
1: Tyler mm-hmm Tyler, okay